0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking City podcast by the Manchester Evening News. Today we are joined by Simon Bajkowski. Hello. And Ian Cheeseman. You alright? How are we doing guys? You Not good.
1: Who are you by the way? You don't introduce yourself.
0: Uh, uh, I'm, I'm the guy that you give me a shout out twice to in the Talking City podcast. <laughs> Much deserved as well. Yeah, you yeah, shouldn't be you. anonymous. Be thank proud. <laughs> No, it's uh, I was, I was uh, this I was, is Ash I was, by right. the
1: way, he's not going to tell you, he's is blushing he? now as well. <laughs> I, was, I was very,
0: I was very happy when you give me that shout I was like, yeah, there it is, but it was a good evening, wasn't it? It was the, very good at the football museum, US jumped in to save the day after James Cooper had some stranded issues. in Paris, yeah,
2: yeah, it was uh, for his sins, he then had to do he sort of a, a whole day outside Old Trafford this week so yeah. that was a double punishment, double yeah. punishment for him
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was fun I mean the feedback I got from the the City fans are in the audience was come on we want more of these um, you know so I, I hope it's something that we can do more often uh, I certainly love doing it and um, I'm sure that Simon and Stuart away from the normal sitting there at a you know Doing this on a computer actually met people you know and talked it's, about the game and
0: it, it, it has already been talked about actually that we'll be doing we'll be doing one in next year again so it's
2: good good one to look forward to good breaking news that actually just yeah, yeah. scooped just, uh, just throw out there that could some, be
1: time yeah. next
0: Christmas I've heard I will to reveal my my sources <laughs> but yeah anyway so moving on to City back to winning ways after losing in that league game to Chelsea sign a champions that how you respond after defeat which Liverpool haven't had to do yet but should do at some stage how would you how are you looking to it now with three league games in the next what was it five six days before that Liverpool game
1: yeah, well, the, the Everton game was a tough one, really, because you look at them and you think, well, they've they've had a not bad record against City down the years. A uh, bit of a hoodoo team, almost. They drew their last season, and I actually think Everton are a very good side, uh, and I was a little bit worried about that game, especially with the injuries that City have had to deal with. Uh, perhaps, you know, David Silva, I don't, I don't think the City fans for any second underestimate his value, but uh, sometimes it's, it's overlooked how significant his absence is. Uh, um, obviously, we've started to see Kevin De Bruyne's return. I think he made a cameo in that game and then obviously played at Leicester. So it's good to see him back, but you can't underestimate Kevin De Bruyne being absent. Um, sorry, and David Silva. And I think um, City have done well to get through this period with the injuries and, and play so well because there were little moments in the Everton game, if we're being honest, when they had a couple of chances, particularly early on in the game. If they'd have scored one of those goals, it, it might, because the first Goal in a, a game is always the most important one. It might have been different. In the end, it looks like a fairly comfortable victory, and certainly as the game went along, it became a comfortable victory. But I still believe that early on in that game, it was a little bit anxious, um, and and that City, you know, did well to dig in. And not winning the, perhaps with the quite the free flowing stylish football, and they used to winning with because all the pieces weren't there, but they still did enough. And we know they've got individuals and quality throughout the, the side. And and the cynics will look and say, well, you should have you know spent more money than anybody else and all that. But it isn't just about how much you spend; it's about having the the right pieces. And the great thing about Pep is that, and it, and it's reflected all the way through in the club, is that you know you've got uh, individual players who can. Sl- in quite easily, you're never having to put a square peg in a round hole Uh, everybody knows how the the system works, so it's not a problem and we saw him midweek against Leicester and John Stones was singled out by Pep today at the press conference for praise, he was playing in a defensive midfield role in the absence of Fernandinho and and you think, well that shows that the players understand fully what their role is, because Stones is, uh, you know, ostensibly a central defender, we've seen him play Right back. We've play, seen him playing that holding midfield role. It's very different. You look at the way Fernandinho plays and the way he receives the ball out from Edison or Murich, as it was the other night, and the way he's aware of everything around him. Central defenders generally don't have to think that way. They only have to, most of the time, look at the players that they're facing. Um, so the fact that they all understand each other's roles and can all slot in is very, augurs really well. But I still think once it comes to the really big games like Liverpool, Pool on January the 3rd you'd hope that by then Silva maybe even Mendy I don't know where he's up to exactly Kevin De Bruyne is back to his absolute best Bernardo Silva's back you know rested and Fernandinho doesn't pick up an injury because you need all those players and Aguero right on Blob as well for, for that game so I don't know where, where I was going with that really because I started <laughs> by just answering yeah, you the was... question but you, you know what I'm saying Injuries yeah. Yeah.
2: injuries. City are not at their strongest at the minute and because of injuries basically.
0: You've got you've got three games. City and Liverpool both have, both have three games each up until that January 3rd game. City have Palace, Leicester, Southampton. Liverpool have Wolves tonight, Newcastle and Arsenal. You're looking at that, Liverpool have a one point lead. That could easily be that could easily flip over, and you as you were saying about City's versatility with their players, would you suggest that Liverpool, that City, do have a better have a squad that is more suited to adapt into? So, I mean, if Fernandinho has to go, out, you can maybe stick Stones in that position, maybe bring out Mendy back into central defence. That you've got, you do feel like as if City are more well-rounded to cope with having to put players in different positions.
2: Yeah yeah they do um and city have certainly been less fortunate than liverpool with injuries but i think it's hard to kind of measure it in that way in the sense that liverpool are doing something that we've not seen from them before and you know you'd expect that wolves Newcast- wolves away newcastle arsenal yeah they might well drop points and by the um, time people hear those this-
0: by the time people hear Wolves game they may well have done you know I'll be
2: be really impressed if Liverpool beat Wolves at Molyneux because City couldn't and United couldn't beat them at home and you know there's a number of big teams Arsenal drew at the Emirates and were pretty lucky to do so and Chelsea as well yeah, so Wolves have done have done really well, um, and it's a game that in previous seasons you might expect Liverpool to slip up in, but this seems like a different Liverpool beast. I still think City have the advantage in the title race purely because of that January third game, because um, City have you know all of their games left at home, and as Ian raised the other week, I think if City win all their games for the rest of the season, then then they win the title. But they've got all the big teams away away from home, out the way. And so uh, as much as it's kind of not geared around to that one big game, it it is in a lot of ways. Um, and that's why I think, as you were saying, that City just need to get through this Christmas period with results, but with that game in mind so that they can put out their strongest team possible. Because, you know, if they, drop the, if they beat Liverpool at home on January the 3rd, they can even maybe afford to drop points in the games preceding it. And still be above Liverpool by the end of that day.
0: Yeah. And um, Jurgen Klopp did say in his press comments before Wolves that he doesn't want to believe that it's just. They're the only competitors for C for the league. Do you would would you agree with that? Would you do you think no. do you two guys think it's a two horse <laughs> race or do you think
2: there's more teams included? It's got to be a two horse race, yeah. but he's, he can't he can't say that it's a two horse race because otherwise, you know, all kinds of reports will go out of him damning other teams and you know you disrespecting think, Tottenham. And, you think
0: surely he could just say that? Yeah, it, it's looking like it's just. City and Liverpool. I mean, no, you've got to show. have said a lot more stupid, like, ridiculous more, things.
2: You've got to show the utmost respects, and oh. uh, you know you saw how upset Mauricio Pochettino got from Guardiola calling them the Harry Kane team. So, yeah. if someone was to say
1: you know, Spurs aren't in the title race, he might get very upset. It's funny, you know, upset. Because we've just come back from the press conference as we're sitting here recording this and Simon said to me, that was a pretty boring press conference. Wasn't no, I thought? did not. Quite. Not quite, those words. No. What were the words you used then? Uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> Is that not what I'm saying really, what he said?
2: No, uh, well, yeah. Guardiola was in no mood for answering questions. It's a good one for for those for those people who say, journalists never ask any interesting questions, never ask him any football questions, because he got asked a lot of questions and a lot of football questions, and he wouldn't answer any of them. So
1: so my point really is not having a go at you Simon because I would never do that (laughs) but the fact and and, and I get what you say because I sat through and witnessed it as well Um, it wasn't there wasn't any spark in it there wasn't any lines you know people's you know like you revealed Ash that there's going to be another Talking City Live next year that was an exclusive you revealed it you revealed it riding back on it now There's new information especially brought to this uh, to this table today (laughs) the difference is Pep didn't do that now on the one hand was saying, you you, you know, you started this by asking about Klopp and whether or not he should answer honest, honestly as you're inferring about the two-horse race and Simon quite rightly saying he was, it's like a diplomatic PR correct answer that doesn't offend anybody. That's where we are in the world, isn't it? People don't want to do it. Mourinho comes out with a statement a few weeks ago, we'll be in the top four by Christmas. He was being honest. He was yeah. being passionate. He was He was actually giving us, as journalists, a line and now he gets damned for it because he said it and he, and he actually gave an opinion. Whereas if it is said at the time, something along the lines of, um, well, we'll do our best to try and get in the top four by Christmas, everybody would have gone.
2: Yeah. And, in fairness, there was a lot of other
0: things Mourinho said as yes, well. Yes, right? yeah. But, yeah. but, but Klopp, that. for
1: instance, this week said that,
2: um, you know, City don't have any weaknesses, which, you know, as Guardiola corrected him today, clearly they do. I mean, otherwise they, they wouldn't have dropped points. They'd be perfect. They wouldn't have lost any games. Um, but if Klopp had come out and said, yeah, they've got weaknesses, yeah, we're looking forward to... That's what it's all about. taking been- the mind games out. Where, w- w- where are the
0: mind games Well, it,
2: Well, it's mind games saying that they've got no weaknesses because that puts the pressure yeah, back I on suppose, City and yeah. says that they yeah. should be leading the race. Um, so,
1: you know, you, you can still have have respect and play mind games. Yeah. Um, Neil Warnock's done a different type of mind game today, hasn't he? You know, they play United over the weekend. And I know this is a, a City podcast, but I'm just using it to illustrate the, the point. Neil Warnock says, oh, United are expected to win their first five games yeah. under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, his team play him tomorrow, and yet he's quite happy to sit there and go, they'll, they'll probably will win the next five games. You can't tell me that Neil Warnock inside... <laughs> Neil
2: Warnock thinking, would love nothing more... Correct, to beat him Correct.
1: But, but he's playing a psychological game all the pressure is on United they're expected to win so that's what Klopp's doing when he says City have no weaknesses and when Pep replies yes we have but doesn't tell you what they are he's playing the game back and that's what it is. It's it's a it's different than it used to be in the old days when I don't know it was uh, it was Ron Atkinson and Joe Royal or something and and they were far more wearing the heart on the sleeve or the Kevin Keegan era when he would say all sorts of things that that people would love and find charismatic and interesting. Now everybody's a lot more generally a lot yeah. more cautious and and when they do say something, it's, it's even though it might look like it's off the cuff, it's often premeditated, isn't it? And they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and, and to go back to your original point, Jurgen Klopp isn't saying that Chelsea don't have any weaknesses or Tottenham don't have any weaknesses because if he was, then it'd be more than a two-horse race, but it's not. That's why Klopp gets asked about Pep every week. Pep gets asked about Klopp.
0: That is very, very true. It's a good point, Sai. And what was... On, on
1: In terms of... <laughs> his main one at last. Yes.
0: <laughs> in terms of press conferences... Yeah. Uh, Pep came out was, I think, was last week when he said City aren't going to sign anyone in the transfer window. Yes. Do you agree with, do you agree that City shouldn't buy, or would you think, would you believe that, for starters? Um, Would you be surprised if
2: City don't buy someone? I would be surprised if City do buy someone. Really? In the January window, yeah. Um, I think, well, all the the information we've had is that they uh, they won't be doing this time last year obviously they were looking at Alexis Sanchez they tried to buy Riyad Mahrez and then you kind of got the sense that the transfer windows as we know them were sort of going out going out the window almost because for a long time um well run clubs would do all their business in summer and then January was kind of like a panic you kind of something's gone wrong and you end up with Wilfred Boney, that kind of thing. Um, Whereas the suggestion last year was that these prices were going so far out the window that it was just like, buy these players when you can. Um, But we've rode back a bit and City didn't spend money on Fred last January when they maybe could have done. They didn't go wild in summer when they missed out on Jorginho. They could have, you know, they were being linked with every player under the sun and they stayed out of it so i think we're moving back
1: towards kind of summer being the main the main thrust and I, th- I sense that the, there is um, a budgetary restriction, which might sound astounding to to people who just think that City have got endless money. Obviously, the, the FFP has been much discussed recently. I, I'm not really expecting any major developments uh, in a negative way on City in that, despite some of the sort of scare stories that have been put around. And obviously, it was interesting to see that the Spiegel, one of their journalists, uh, admitted that he'd, he'd been, you know, a bit economical with the truth with some of his sources etc and has apologised for that um, so that, that was interesting however a side issue but I do, do get the feeling that um, perhaps the the, the the spending to a certain extent has been reined in now um, because they don't want to push that FFP too far especially when they're under such scrutiny I think what Pep's saying is probably uh, the truth that, that going out and making the type of signing that City fans might want them to make which is Frankie de Jong or somebody like that for an awful lot of money or a new striker to add to Aguero and uh, Jesus two options. I don't think that, I personally don't think that type of sign is happening. Uh, but if they, for example, got an opportunity to pick up Chilwell from Leicester because of the injury problems that Mendes had and it was of a sort of seems hard to believe that this is a modest fee these days, but a sort of 20, 30 million, maybe something like that could happen if that opportunity provided itself. But I don't believe that City are are aiming to spend, certainly big, in January.
0: I think as well with the squad size, I mean, you look at the Leicester game midweek, when you have, when people say, what happens if Fernandinho gets injured? When you've got the game like Leicester, where Stones is playing in that DM role and he's putting the performance in that he has, it might make... Pep think that okay, we'll if I don't have to play Fernandino this week. I can put I've, Stones I've in.
1: got to say though that it's one thing to play in a game like that against Leicester. Leicester was a, were a weaker team. City were a, a weaker team as a number of youngsters, and there was nothing wrong with what Stones did in that performance. But you know, honestly, you know, I'd ask you as well, uh, Simon, and you, Ash, if you want to answer it. Do, yeah. do you, would you consider playing John Stones as a defensive midfielder against Liverpool? No. Not against Liverpool. Well, that's that's Both. the most of the games that City are playing, week in, week out, especially the home games, you know, you can have a couple of players missing. You can have a couple of players, as I said before, you know, round pegs in round holes, fine. Nothing wrong with Stone. It might work against Crystal Palace, yeah. but in the big, big games, no. You've got I, to be the big and ones. I, and I think the point is with Fernandinho is when there are so many games coming
0: up, I think you can get away with someone like John Stones playing against, for example, you've got Palace, Leicester, and Southampton. Totally you'd, become, you'd, be, you'd be comfortable Stones playing the defensive field against any of them three,
2: Arthur. Yeah, 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 and that is why a January signing will impact on the Champions League chances far more than the Premier League because you can just yeah. throw him in Stones or whoever in for a league game, whereas Champions League last sixteen, quarter, semi, you don't want to be like you don't you want Fernandinho to be playing every one of those games.
0: And I believe the rules change as well. So if you sign a player from that's playing the same competition
1: earlier in the season, they, yes. they can go straight into yeah. the squad now uh, yeah. for the Champions Although
2: League. Although Ajax are
1: in the last 16. Yeah, as well. So somebody who's been knocked out is, is what you're saying, because this is new information to me. Yeah, yeah. you've been knocked out of the Champions League, you can go, come to City effectively. Well, even if you haven't been knocked out of the Champions League, you can... Right. So if, if City did make a move for Frankie Don- Young and got him, he could play in the Champions League. I think so, yeah. Interesting, that. that. Mm. that so that uh, hopefully that's, for people who are listening now, as much of a surprise to me. It might show my ignorance of not keeping across the news, but, uh, it but it that's a new might, one for me. It might me. show
2: mine of just <laughs> reading what I want into him.
0: <laughs> one thing you would be aware of, though, Ian, would be the fact that City have got... Schalke in the Champions League and oh, also dream, in
1: the cup Dream drawer I was Doesn't watching that go- home in my front room and uh, and I thought it's not going to happen there's no way it's going to happen somebody done some statistical analysis I don't know how they'd done it and said even though it was a, in theory a 4-1 chance that Atletico Madrid were od- odds on to draw City and I thought I'm not going to get what I want uh, it's what I've wanted for a long time to play Schalke Roman away I know City played Schalke a few years ago away in the group stage of the Europa League or UEFA Cup or whatever it was at the time but now it's back to back and the first game I ever attended back in 1970 was a home game against Schalke in the European Cup Winners Cup Um, and my mum was from there that's the reason why I have a lot of affection for Schalke I'm a City fan, 100%. I want City to beat Schalke. But the way that I look at it is that, first of all, I go to visit my family when I go to the away game. Um, Secondly, it's a a club I go and watch quite regularly. So it gives me a free hit, as it were, to go and watch them. And the truth is as well that they were the weakest of, or in my opinion, the weakest of the opponents left um, that City could have drawn. Um, Schalke are not doing that well in the German league. Um, they, They look a little disorganized I'm not saying they're going to be pushovers, but I would imagine that City, I'd be very confident that City can go through over two legs. But if the absolute unthinkable happened and City were to lose, I'd rather they lost to Schalke than any other team on the planet. <laughs> so that's my ultimate, um, uh, you know, satisfaction in that draw. It helps though, doesn't it, side? Because you look at City; they've
0: got they've also drawn Burton in the League Cup. There's two fixtures in the two fixtures with Schalke that could very easily have been Chelsea and and, and maybe Atletico Madrid. And then yeah. that changes the
2: pers- Correct. perspective yeah. completely, we, doesn't y- it? You know, we talk about a busy January, but after Liverpool on the third, I think they've got Rotherham at home on the Sunday, and then Burton at home on either the Tuesday or Wednesday, which is pretty massive if you if you're looking to rest rest players. I'm not saying, you know, play the under-10s, but Guardiola has been Maybe pretty pretty adept. Have you seen the under-10s, uh, Simon? Fantastic. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: the, the one, what is it, like Barcelona, Barcelona at the peak, is it? Yes,
2: yeah. Um, but, you know, those games are, are games that you can rest up. And I think City, you know, City got the best possible draw they could have in the Champions League in terms of you'd be looking at them to go through or, or, you know Atletico would have been a lot harder but also they got a better draw than every other English club because not only were they the only English club to top their group but that mean, meant that they couldn't play three other group runners up because those were all English so um, so Liverpool Tottenham and United United qualifying yeah um, they did <laughs> the thing, they did it? City a favour by limiting their options to to four so if you've got a one in four chance out of all of them then you're always going to have a better chance than uh, than one in seven
0: and it's good games like that as well it does allow players like Eric Garcia who might see more of him Phil Ford and Mewich as well who was a penalty saving hero against Leicester so it, it from our perspective is it gives the young, younger players a chance as well in them kind of games. Absolutely.
1: And the, another question that was asked at the press conference today was about, you know, being able to keep more players happy because you've got more games in more competitions. Clearly that is true um, because if if City had gone out of the League Cup very early on, then there wouldn't have been the same opportunities for Eric Garcia, for Phil Foden, for Murich, or for Diaz who may or may not go in January. That They wouldn't have had the same chances. And even arguably if everybody was fit keeping Gundogan happy or you know another player who might i mean even the you know the up front you've got the the, the situation with sane sterling and mares you've got jesus and aguero they've all been given lots of game time and a lot of it is because of the extra games so it has been perfect that, that city have had a run in this league cup and the fact that they now play burton over two legs away game at Burton's second leg and certainly 6,000 or whatever the capacity is over there and the motivation that they will have to try and beat City if they haven't given themselves a big lead in the first leg means that you can't take that for granted but in theory now City should be in the last eight of the Champions League should be in the final of the League Cup <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> should be I'm not being are you suggesting uh, a, Are you suggesting I'm not, a Guardiola. I'm <laughs> is, not that, is that what listen, I mean no what I'm not doing is I'm rather than and and just play the sort of diplomatic uh, game. We're here to give proper opinions, aren't we? I, I was just, you're sounding very positive. Yeah, I am being positive.
0: Almost like you're alluding to a possible treble. I'm not alluding no, to that.
2: But <laughs> no, we're, we're not allowed <laughs> we're not to talk. Word. We're not. Well, it's quadruple if you if you're talking about course, these yeah. things. But we're not allowed to talk we're about it until a possible,
1: It's the word for five? Because they've already won the, the charity shield. shield yeah, <laughs> we don't include that. And, and, and Queen, United counted that as a treble, didn't they, when they won that? And Quintuple
2: uh, would be it. But we're, we're not one. allowed to talk about it until <laughs> March at the earliest. I would say March first. Um, it's something like... It's in the diary now. <laughs> I, Pep mentioned it last season and I thought it was very good. Um, I think it's... You've won the League Cup and you're in the quarters of the Champions League but, and the FA Cup and well-placed in the Premier League. But surely I by that March,
0: it's going to be quarter-final stage of the Champions
2: League. Yeah. So cities. let's say,
0: they've knocked Schalke out.
2: Yeah, so It'd they're be, in the quarter-finals, yeah. They'll be in
0: yeah. the quarter Yeah. And then if they beat Burton... It'll be the League Cup final end of February, March. Yeah, that's, so, they'll, that's, that's, so they'll have either won it gone. or not.
2: So so then you've got um, FA Cup and Premier League. So, yeah, yeah. In, you know, if we're there in a few months, then first of March, let's bang out the quintuple. Thing. Yeah, it was uh, Kev, Kevin De Bruyne.
0: Remind Pep about the quote yeah. that he said about... No, last we will, until March. we
2: will. But Kevin it De Bruyne like stopped after possible. the game last Saturday at um, Everton to speak to us and um, we were sort of asking him about whether he'd been missed which he has but again because he's diplomatic he will say of course not uh, and he came out and said you know we've got a we've got a strong squad to win all all four competitions and you sort of thought oh well that's kind of a nice line but let's not let's not get into quadruple this early in the season it's far too early to be it's almost... to be talking about four trophies
0: we've spoke for nearly half an hour and we haven't even spoke about fact that! There's a match tomorrow against <laughs> Crystal Palace. What what, what we thinking, guys? I mean let's let's get let's get straight into another one of these kind of almost prediction scenarios. Palace, you're looking at their away form. I mean, they haven't won they haven't won an away game since beating West Brom in the cup and
2: Huddersfield in the league all the way back in September. So it, it's a home it's, banker. Really, if you—if ever you look at big statement. If you're here. looking at it, big statement. It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a game that nobody should expect Crystal Palace to win. We know the Premier but League is competitive, draw, and anyone could beat anyone. They could get a draw, but you know, if you're talking about the three results, then you should be looking at at a City win. And I kind of think they've turned the corner injuries-wise as well, a, a bit. Um, having De Bruyne back is massive. Aguero. He's not, he didn't look great at Leicester, he was a bit rusty, but he is back and Jesus is in form after um, his goals against Everton. So Pep's back to having options, which I think makes a big difference to this team. And also with the Carabao Cup, you can trust those players a bit more having come through against Leicester.
1: Wilfred Zaha is obviously key to yeah. Crystal Palace. I don't know what the state of his fitness is, do you know? I don't know he missed a game recently that they won they won at the weekend yeah yeah, yeah, so, oh, yeah, first time so I mean obviously if he plays it, it does make a big difference uh, last season the game was on New Year's Eve away and oh, I must oh. admit we went down to that game um, certainly when I talked to fans as well um, thinking well this could be one where you know away Crystal Palace you know glad all over and a lot of atmosphere could be a tricky one for City and it proved that way and they only got a point I think home is different kettle of fish. Uh, De Bruyne presumably will start, um, so he's he's back again. Aguero, I would imagine, will start. Um, they will they will go with um, stronger. I would imagine Bernardo Silva will be back in in the side as well. Uh, maybe Sane and, and Sterling down. So when you say it like that, you think, well, come on, they've got to beat Crystal Palace, haven't they? <laughs> um, so I would imagine it too. But I won't. I, I never predict results, as you know, because so many things can happen in a game that, that changed things but you'd have to look at that one and say it should be to use Simon Bajkowski's quote a banker home game yeah you have to be careful how you say that
2: <laughs> I would, I'd go along with that as well to be so, fair somebody told me at the, the press conference today that if Crystal Palace win it will be the first time they've won away at Man City since the last time the, <laughs> that's a <good> uh, statement <laughs> since the last time the fixture was played on December the 22nd Ooh, wow care to guess a year uh, 78 73 I think it was 90 1990 Ooh, that, recently. that recently yeah but still 30 years ago mm. so that's that history is against Crystal Palace tomorrow
0: it's fair to say if City lose tomorrow then this last pass getting cropped out and we'll, <laughs> yeah. have, we'll, have, we'll have a movie five minutes shorter so anyone who's heard this <laughs> You might want to record it because it won't <laughs> be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it was great to have you guys on again today. It was. We're gonna have a bit of a Christmas break now, so I might, I might not see. you. We're not any... doing another one till after Christmas. Well, this is the difficulty because Rich is off. Hashtag where's Rich again? But where he's off now until New Year, and yeah, and somebody else is off. Well. Yeah, you're
2: you're yeah. off all Christmas, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: you'll be you've got a couple of away games. so
2: I can host. I can host
1: it. I'm here. It'll be you here I by never, yourself. I never have time <laughs> off. I'll just talk to myself. Yeah, <laughs> but we will. We will be back around.
2: We will be back whenever Sorry, Ash years. or Rich can be bothered to <laughs> to put in a shift. I blame Rich because he's not here. Meanwhile, you can follow all the stuff on the website because some of us will actually be working and writing things.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth saying at this stage, a very Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for, Thanks listening. for giving us thank five you. stars, pinging the bell and all that business and yes. giving us good reviews. Thanks for not we being mean. We appreciate it. And I've had a few people come up to me recently. Genuinely, one today came up to me and said, I love that Talking City podcast from the MEN. So thank you for that. And um, we're glad somebody out there enjoys it. Yes. That's fantastic to hear. Thank you for ending that podcast for us, Cheeseman. <laughs> Who's going to end vindictively <laughs> with
2: me then, and then you saved it.
0: <laughs> but um, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on Acast and leave a review. If you do have any feedback, let us know. And until then, we'll, we'll see you in the new year. A happy Merry new new Christmas. Year. Happy and Blue Merry year. Christmas
1: and a happy new year to all the listeners. Thank you.